0: Welcome to the Wealth Equation Podcast with me, Wealth Ninja, Kristen Walsh. If you want to be wealthy but money feels like physics and the thought of making a budget makes you want to die, stick around. Here we break it all down super simply. We demystify wealth so you run your money instead of your money running you. We're here to ditch the hustle, earn more, hold more, and grow more simply. We're coming in hot with practical teachings, deep mindset shifts, and the perfect amount of woo-woo so that you become the kind of woman who creates wealth with ease. Money is a dance party if you let it be. You were born for wealth, and by pressing play, your up level begins. Hola, hermosas. Welcome to another powerful interview I have lined up for you. This one is with the magical Jen Kennedy. She is a thought leader in the energetics and money space. You're going to love this one. I definitely did. Now, one thing you'll notice throughout all these interviews that I do with these women is they don't just focus on making money they focus on building generational wealth, building a net worth. And so we just dropped the dates for a brand new masterclass I am so freaking pumped about. It's called Net Worth, The Simple Path to a Million Plus. Building wealth isn't just about making more money. Like that is such a vibe for sure. But it really matters what you do with the money once it arrives, that it stays, that you feel safe and powerful holding it, that it's growing for you. Inside of this masterclass, you're going to, Learn the difference between making money and building wealth. You'll uncover all the places you're losing money. You'll find all the things the finance industry doesn't want you to know. These things took me years to learn and figure out. You'll find how to make this happen for yourself and why it's so, so simple. Anyone can do it. We're going to make some money, babies. It's going to be such a vibe. So to scoop your spot for that, just jump into the show notes and RSVP with the link there. And when you're done that... Come back to me and get ready for my interview with the magical Jen Kennedy. Jen? A- <laughs> Amazing. Jen is an elementary school teacher turned seven figure CEO. She's here to support women in redefining rich and rising into the creator of the dream life they desire. Through her work as a business expander and money mentor, she activates a new level of power in leaders. Jen teaches the mastery of the mystics of money and leads a new way of business and alignment all while having so much fun doing it. Welcome, Jen. It is amazing to have you here. I'm so excited to jam with you today. Oh, goodness. I'm so grateful to be here. Thanks for having me, love.
1: Uh, I
0: would love to start out, if you could just give a bit of background, you know, take us back to, for those of the listeners who don't know you, take us back to, your journey with money and sort of where did you start, you know, before this days of the seven figure entrepreneur, when money didn't look the way it does now, what was it like? And and give us kind of a sort of high level on where your journey
1: has gone. Oh my gosh. I'd love to. Well, it's like, how far back do we go? You know, I think it's important to always mention, you know, what life was like even before adulthood, Um, you know, just because we are so, you know, the reason why we are the way that we are is typically before we wake up and start healing and start remembering is that we often are a product of our environment and a product of our past. And that was exactly me with money. Um, my, I grew up with a single mom. She was absolutely incredible, did a great job raising my brother and I. Um, But along with a single mom comes, you know, a single mom income, and so that was really my upbringing. I remember growing up of wanting to do things that, you know, my mom would just say things along the lines of like, "That's too expensive," or "Do you really know how much that costs?" You know, I remember I wanted to be a cheerleader so bad. I always had this like energy and this peppy personality, and my mom, when I ran in and told her, said something along the lines of, "Do you know how much those uniforms cost?" And so I just grew up in a house where. It was just we could do this or we couldn't do this. We could go out to eat, we couldn't go out to eat. You know, we we just were we weren't a family. That's what I would hear. We were in a family that can go on vacation or go out to dinner, Jen. We just aren't that family, and so that was just my my mindset around money and my reality. You know, and what what I was able to do and what I wasn't able to do was just we weren't the family that can do that. So when I grew up, you know, through high school and I wanted to go to college, it was very much. We're not the family that has money set aside to go to college, but I really wanted a college experience. So I took out a boatload of student loans and had the college experience and graduated and became a teacher. That was what I went to school for, an elementary school teacher, you know, only to land myself in a job that was making, you know, $35,000 a year with $57,000 of student loan debt and had zero, zero experience or wisdom or teachings as it relates to money. So what I did was found myself in a massive cycle of credit card debt. I remember my first credit card, I thought it was like God's gift to the world um, (laughs) because I could spend money that I didn't have. And I was like, this is the most genius invention I've ever experienced in my life. I literally didn't even know what an interest rate was. I had no idea what credit cards actually meant. And so I you know, racked up credit card debt. And then when that credit card maxed out, I just opened up another one. Duh, I'll just get more free money. And then <laughs> maxed out that one and then did another one. And it wasn't until the guy that I was dating at the time set was like, Do you understand what this is? And I I had no idea. I think he said like one of our friends was in massive credit card debt. And I was like, oh, wh- what does that mean? And realized, well, I was in massive credit card debt. And, you know, at the time I was, you know, making almost nothing as a school teacher and decided, well, I don't really have any more room that I could make money in my career. So I'll just start tutoring. So I was grinding, working, you know, 15, 20 hours a week tutoring, making $50 an hour, teaching kids how to read, write, anything in between. I just I knew, okay, I can't make money more money in my career, but I have this skill. So how can I go out and how can I monetize this skill? And at the time it was trading time for money. So I was like, well, I have to trade time for money. This is what it is. I was young. So I just worked a ton, you know, I would work until seven, eight, nine o'clock at night, tutoring kids. And then I would just do it again the next morning. And I knew that I wanted more. I knew that I wanted to make more money in my career. I knew that I wanted to become more. I knew that I wanted to impact more. I knew I wanted to help more. Cause that's the reason why I wanted to teaching Cause I just wanted to help kids. I, I love helping people. So I went back to school to get my master's, my ed specialist degree in leadership and administration. Cause I was like, well, if I, want, if I want more, if I want to help more and I want to make more, then I'll just become a principal. And that came with even more money. So I realized, okay, let me go ahead and leverage my credit cards because I don't want to take out more student loans. I don't want to go from $57,000 to $107,000 of student loans. So let me leverage my credit cards. I put my in, my tuition on my credit cards and then would work my tail off throughout the semester tutoring while in grad school, while teaching full-time to then clear my credit cards, then to do it again the next year. And so this was the cycle for the three and a half, four years of my master's, my ed specialist degree was I knew I didn't have the money and I couldn't make more in my career. So I leveraged what it was I was really good at teaching and just worked my tail off there. Then I leveraged my credit cards and then I was just in this cycle And it wasn't until I became an entrepreneur, and it's another story of how I discovered that, that I became an entrepreneur, that I realized if I want to be successful with money, uh, it's very clear to me that this is not an external game. Because I read, you know, manage your money. Here's how you make a budget. And it wasn't working, right? Budgeting, nothing was working. And so I realized from day one of becoming an entrepreneur, if I really wanted to change my reality with money, which is honestly part of the reason why I became an entrepreneur, because I wanted to change the generational future of my family. I wanted to be able to live a life that I dreamed of living, like unapologetically. I wanted to have nice things and take nice vacations and live in nice homes and drive a nice car. And I think that's all of our birthrights as human. And so the moment I became an entrepreneur, I realized money is an internal game. Like if I really want to change my reality, I have to change who I am. And I became Obsessed, like obsessed with changing my internal reality with money. I learned all the money mindset, money relationships. I mean, you name it. I was I was diving deep into it, and you know that was just at the end of 2018, and just became obsessed with changing the internal game and every single new level that I've been at my business: six figures, multiple six figures, million, you know, half a million, whatever it's been. I just become obsessed with mastering my relationship and my mindset with money and. That's honestly, I believe, why I've been able to get here as quickly as I have.
0: Mm, Thank you so much for sharing that. Of You know, I couldn't agree more around the idea that money is an internal game. And Mm -hmm. I think it's so important for people to recognize and realize that women like you, women that have mastered their money, that really understand what it takes to create wealth, didn't necessarily start there. Like you didn't come out of the womb, like understanding how to (laughs) use your numbers, understanding how to be powerful with money. And, and often, and I love that you, you know, were so open about sharing what money was like for you growing up because so many of us come from, you know, households and families that didn't have a lot of money and that, you know, our parents did the best they could with what they have, but you don't Mm -hmm. have to be born into wealth to really be powerful in that space. And your story is such a powerful example of that.
1: Thank so you when, you, uh,
0: when you, if you think about, you know, sort of where you started with, with money and, and ha- being in that credit card debt, and then deciding, you know, to become an entrepreneur and to to really shift from an internal perspective, what were some of the things that you did? Or was there a moment that, that it became clear that something had shifted within you, like the internal relationship to money? had actually changed? Like was, were there pivot points or any, any things that you began integrating? Obviously I'm sure there's been a number of things that you've done along the way and the the work is never, it never ends. Right? Mm-hmm. There's always a, a new level, but and maybe that, you know, take us back to kind of 2018 or 2019 when you were like,
1: okay, this is actually, I'm nailing this now. Mm. Yeah. You know, a couple things. Number one, I started to make more money. Like money, making money just became easier. And I know that that's kind of a, sometimes I remember people used to say that I would read books. I would listen to podcasts and remember I would hear that like making money can be easy. And I was like, says to people who never have struggled to make money. Like I was like, this is, it is not easy. I I just, my whole life, like it was so hard. I had to work so hard. I had to trade my time for it. You know, it's just, it was just hard. And I realized that, you know, when I started, the moment that I realized that the money work was working was number one, it was coming in easier. I was still showing up. I was still leading on social media. I was still doing all of the same things. But the money came to me in an easier way. I didn't need to grind for it. Like, people just started coming to me, right? Because money flows through people into us. And that's a big thing that we have to understand and learn as entrepreneurs is that our clients are not the source of our money. They have, Money flows through our clients to come into our lives. And so when I started to realize, wow, money's just flowing to me a lot easier, it was definitely a, whoa, hold on, this is working. And then also at the same exact time was that my feeling with money was completely different. So I literally used to, like money used to be a source of anxiety. It used to be a source of feeling like i'm just not good enough i'm never going to get it down powerless like that type of feeling mm-hmm. and money started to i started to just shift the way that i felt about it that i was actually feeling powerful i i would pull up my bank account and i wasn't experiencing anxiety i would get on a sales call with somebody because i did sales calls at the time and i wasn't wanting to throw up in my mouth before the call and i wasn't pacing like a crazy person throughout my office so there was the feeling that I was feeling was just calm. It was smooth. It just, it just felt powerful versus feeling like this anxiousness of every single time that I thought about money, had to look at my money, had to look at my monthly revenue that I was going to be a ball of, of of mess. And then, you know, it just started coming more just easier into my life. And so that's when I realized, oh, wait a second, this stuff is working. Like, holy moly, it's working. And I honestly knew the whole time it was going to work. It wasn't even a question in my mind of like. I see a lot of women now like, well, if I do the money work, is it going to work? I never questioned it. I just, I knew if I do the money work, of course it's going to work. And what was really interesting around that time was not to get complacent when it starts to work, but start to con- like continue the work. Because a lot of us were just wired this way as humans, like, oh, it's working. So let me stop doing what I need to do in order for it to work. So I just kept doing it. And that money work actually became more exciting and more fun and more liberating because i then knew that it was going to work on such a deeper level
0: mm, yeah fully and i think that is one of the the products of doing this work is that you fall in love with the process like the process yes. of expansion and growth becomes really fun like when you can see what's going on in your mind and you can feel energetically what's happening and understand it, it's not a mystery, right? And it does become fun. When you think about the, you know, when you realize things were working or the work was beginning to work, what was it that you were doing that was working, that was creating those
1: shifts? Mm, at that time, I was really working on just understanding the way that I was with money and my conditioning around money and what I the the thoughts and the beliefs that i formed around money and i was literally going into all of them and understanding why i was the way that i was reconditioning my mind and creating new realities with money so i was like going back deep into you know everything that i saw from the time that i even knew that money was a thing until that moment honestly like that that moment you know often when we're looking at reconditioning ourselves at all whether it's money or, or anything we often are like let me go back and focus on childhood and childhood is great i mean we all know the research around you know childhood development and the importance of going back and healing our inner child but i started to realize how conditioned i was through my teenage years through my 20s through you know with my ex-boyfriend with my first job that i ever had with my first career with college with my friends in college so i just literally went back and just understood Every belief system that I had around money, every thought that I had around money and every emotion that I had around money. And I would just deconstruct it. I would unpack it. I would understand it. It was just, you know, very, very, very deep work. And why does my brain work the way that it works with money? Why does my brain believe this with money? And then why do I feel this way around money? And that was some of the hardest things. I think it's a lot easier to deconstruct our thoughts than it is our emotions, And, you know, why do I feel anxious around money? Why am I terrified of money? Why do I think money is bad? And just going back and really, really, really understanding it, deconstructing, unpacking, and then getting into the forming of new belief systems.
0: So good. So good. I, you know, that the mindset work and the belief systems and, and all of it is, it really is the core of where we make all of our decisions, right? right? It's And for me, one thing that I've found really interesting in the space around wealth is we've really, you know, we've been raised in a very masculine paradigm, right? Where it's all about the numbers and, you you know, you mentioned budgeting and, you know, very much the specifics and the structure and the detail oriented. And then you have the whole space of energetics and the idea of intuition and flow. And and really, I'm curious from your perspective, how Mm -hmm. you you know because one of the things i love about you jen is that you are so grounded in both the masculine and the feminine like i know the work that you do with women you know around helping them build their businesses like it is or empowering them to to create powerfully you you do focus on the strategy and you focus on you know that flow and the alignment and so i'm i'm curious when it comes to specifically your you know your money practices or your money growth what are some of those masculine practices that you have built in And the feminine ones as well. And how do you think about
1: how those, those two pieces relate? Mm, I love, love, love this because I think that we're in like, (laughs) we've been in like a year long battle of like masculine, feminine, like what works, what doesn't like, I I feel like there's been a lot of hate on the masculine, right? Mm -hmm. There's been a lot of like, no, I work with the feminine. And, and the reality is the way that I explain the masculine, the feminine paradigms, especially as it relates to money is that it's a dance. I literally think about it as like a tango. And maybe that's just on my mind because my husband and I just started dance lessons. So we're like <laughs> literally learning the masculine feminine pull. And let me tell you, it's difficult if you've ever tried to dance with another human. Um, but it's, it's literally a dance. A lot of people believe that the masculine feminine is like a light switch. I turn on the feminine, which means I turn off the masculine. I turn on the masculine, I turn off the feminine. And we think about it as one is good, one is bad. And the reason why we think about it this way is because a lot of us never learned how to heal. And so because we've never learned how to heal and we've, we've been running a program based on other people's conditionings of us, we often are operating in the wounded masculine or the wounded feminine. And I see this. So when we talk about masculine and feminine, masculine and feminine are energy. And the reason why we have to discuss it with money is because money isn't energy and money responds to our energy. So we have to go through and we've got to look at, are we operating in a wounded feminine place, a wounded masculine place? And if so, no worries. Hello, we're all humans here. And this is why we do the work to heal. And how can we get to a place where we're operating in the the divine masculine and the divine feminine? Because this, this divinity is the place where we're going to be able to tap into the higher vibrational frequencies that then can attract money. So you know, the wounded feminine is going to look like with money, it's going to look like feeling powerless which a lot of women are walking around running businesses, feeling powerless with money. I want money to tell me I'm powerful or money to tell me that I'm successful. There's a lot of neediness, which is a wounded feminine. There's a lot of um, manipulation in our marketing and our tactics in the way in which we show ourselves, which then we are using to try to make money, which again is a wounded feminine. And then there's the wounded masculine, which is this dominance or this aggression as it relates to running our business or this control of, I need to do this in order to. There's this competition of, well, if I make the money, then you're not going to make the money because we are in competition because we have the same niche or, you know, whatever business type model. There's this feeling of being unsupported, like I'm I'm not supported by money, or I'm not supported, or I'm I've got this unstable type of energy that I need money to come in to support or give me stability. So the first and foremost, before we even can talk about the 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 dance and the pull and how to have the masculine feminine, we have to first ask ourselves, am I operating in any of those places as it relates to money? Because a lot of people are and it's just because we haven't fully unlocked our financial and our entrepreneurial power and this is okay. And so we, we can't fully utilize the power of the masculine, and the feminine, if we're operating in that wounded place. So what I often do with clients is stopping and looking, okay, yeah, we are operating in this place. Now, what can we be doing about it? Where can we go back and heal? Where are the stories and the paradigms? Where's the, where's the proof that you've gathered that you need this or that you, that you need to withhold, or we need to, that we need money to be telling us our power. And then from that place, once that's healed, then we can get into the fun, which is, the balance and the dance in the in the you know the co-creation of the masculine and the feminine. So the feminine I believe that the feminine is the one that always leads. If we go back and we look at tribes and we look at the way in which life used to be like long 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 ago before we had anything that we have now, the feminine was the, typically the one that was receiving these messages. The te- the feminine is the one that's intuitive. She's creative. She's got the feeling. She's got the she's she's got the emotion. She's got the allowing. She's got the flow. She's got the radiance, right? And this is, I believe so much of our natural innate power as women, as entrepreneurs, in order to create money is that we are intuitive. We are tapped in. We have that creativity fully unlocked. We can we can bring in the emotions and the feelings and use that to create. And we can tap into the art of allowing, which is what Abraham Hicks, Hicks talks about so much. And, and we have this surrender and this radiance to us. Now, once we are in that space and fully in that space of the surrender, of the intuition, of the creativity, of the the nurturing and the intuition and the the emotions and all of that, this is where the ease and the flow comes in. And once we are in that space and we can – that's the space of manifestation. That's the space of getting downloads and and co-creation – Once we are in this space, we then can receive the ideas. We can have this, what I call intuitive strategy in our business. And once we create something or we get an intuitive download or a hit, that's when we take this and we move into the masculine. And the masculine is the one, it's the energy that knows what to do with it. The masculine is the the energy of I am capable. I am certain. I've got the strength. I have the responsibility. I've got the confidence that I'm going to be able to bring this to life. And that's when we go into to the 3D creation of what is the structure? What is the marketing? What is the selling? what is the What am I going to do every single day in order for this to be able to come to life? And we go back and forth between the masculine and the feminine. The masculine is 110% needed to bring the feminine creations to life. Like often when we're talking about money, a lot of women want to just think that we can sit back and we can manifest it. And it's just going to come to us without doing anything. And that is the law of attraction, but also stated in the law of attraction is the law of action, the law of cause and effects and the law of compensation that we have to be doing the things in order for the money to be able to come to us. So it's this, it's this balance. It's this dance between the two. We have to have the commitment and the strength and the confidence of the masculine. We have to have the creative and the intuition and the, you know, the, the emotions and the feelings of the feminine and the, the successful entrepreneur can master both of them to be able to bring them into existence to be able to bring money into our lives.
0: I love it. I love it. The, your analogy on the light switch versus the tango. Yes. So good. So good. Yes. I'm writing, I'm taking so many notes. I hope you guys are too. <laughs> the, yeah. And I, I think that that is a really important point to touch on is that there are a lot of, a lot of women or, you know, in society now we, we watch a lot of feminine leaders, right. A lot of female leaders. And I think that there is this tendency to think, and I've actually had clients say this to me that they don't, they don't believe that some, you know, seven, eight, nine figure earners have a strategy. Like they think that they're only in the feminine and, and it's really important to be aware that they're both, both of those energies, the action, the, you know, I love that you've, you said it around being led by the feminine, like the feminine leads, the intuition, the downloads, and then the masculine is what turns it into a reality in the 3d and they're both so
1: important. Mm -hmm. I think that there's definitely, I mean, there is a living embodiment of the feminine. There is a, I live in the feminine because that's where I receive, that's where I create, like that's, that's the magic, right? Mm -hmm. And then I also need the masculine in order to bring it to life. You know, and even if people have like, I have a team that is, a, I have a team that does a lot of the structure and the doing for me and and with me, right? As a, as a part of our business, but it's also I have to do things as well, right? I have to run the meetings, I have to show up on social media, I have to, I have to have the structure of my calendar of this is when this is happening and this is when this is happening, right? I've got to be able to talking about manifestation. I have to be able to carve the time out my calendar and then commit to it in order to be doing this work, right? In order to be fully going all in, right? There's an all in energy that i of course I have to do the masculine, right? And I have got a lot of friends and my mentor who's eight, who are eight figure earners, and there's a lot of masculine energy in their lives when it needs to happen. I think that our industry went from Wounded masculine and very, very, very masculine of doing, 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 doing without a lot of direction from the feminine. And now the pendulum has swung in the last two years of feminine, 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 feminine. And then wait a second. Why is it not as successful as I desire it to be? The, 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 the perfect place to be the sweet spot is right in the middle. Of I know when it's time to tap into the feminine. And I know when it's time to tap into the masculine. I know when it's time to do this. I know when it's time to do this. And the masculine isn't doing just to do. Like it is it is not doing just to do. It's when it's time to do, I am potent in my doing because I know that it's for a reason. Because the feminine has guided it, guided me to do it.
0: Mm, yeah not just doing more for the sake of doing or being busy. I think we've been socialized to be busy. I definitely was for many years. Yes. That was my MO. I love the word potent because it's just, you know, are you doing the things that are really moving the business, the needle, your money forward? Yeah. I, you know, one of the things that comes up with the sort of discussion around the masculine and feminine is the idea that the feminine is in flow and that things should always feel easy. And mm. one thing that we talked about a little bit before we jumped on was, you know, what you've, we've both been through many initiations as, as you called them, those Mm. moments where, you know, it's deep, powerful growth, like it leads to transformation, but it doesn't necessarily feel easy. Mm. (laughs) And so I'm curious if you would be open to, you know, sharing one of those moments for you and just how you think about leading yourself through that in those moments.
1: Yeah. I love this. Well, There's, there's definitely a common misconception. I'll say this before I dive in. There's a common misconception about flow and ease. You know, a lot of women are talking about, and I I've talked about how it can be easy and how we can be in flow. And what that means is that when you are in energetic alignment with the money that you desire, it will flow easily into your life. When you are operating at that energetic frequency, when you have gone all in with your energy, with your thoughts, your belief, like when you're there, it will be easy for the money to come into your life because you're a perfect, beautiful, divine, energetic match for it. Then your job comes to being the allowing, like allowing the money to come into your world, allowing to fully receive. But here's the kicker is that getting to that place where you are an energetic match, getting to the place of, I am a beautiful energetic match. I think, I believe, I feel everything is in alignment with what it is that I desire. Getting to that place, that is where the difficulty is. And this is the growth. This is the expansion. This is the healing. This is the evolution. This is like the work that it takes to get there. This is like the road trip that, you know, I'm going to go on a 50 mile or 50 hour road trip to get there. That's what this is. Once you're there, you're there, you're on vacation. It's beautiful. You're, you're just experiencing it, but the road trip getting there is going to be sunshine and rainbows and a roller coaster and a flat tire and no gas and a lot of different <laughs> things along the way are are probably going to happen in order for you to be able to get there. So this is, this is the importance of being all in, no matter what, this is the importance of setting your sights and what it is that you desire and knowing that every single thing is either getting you there or is derailing you for you to learn a lesson in order for you to get there. And that's been, you know, that that is the journey. that is the work that everybody talks about. And that has what we talked about before we pressed report, that's been so much of my year this year of, all right, source, I'm ready for my next level, you know, universe, source, God, whatever, whatever, you know, enter, enter, whatever you feels good to you. It's like, I'm ready for my next level. And then I've received nothing that looks like a next level. I'm like, Hey guys, I said in my next level, it's like, yeah, I know this is it. And it's like, no, I'm going backwards in what I feel. it, It feels good. It's like, that's the point of this because, you know, often on our journey. We're either going to be given something that that allows us to be a match for what it is that we desire. Or we're going to give us something that is going to look like we're going backwards, but actually we're going forward. And that's been a lot of this year where it looks like, you know, I launch, I launched something, right? And last year in this program I had 50 women and this year in this program I have 30 women, right? And it's like, wait, why why are we going backwards? Like what's the deal here? Like why are we going why are we going back? And it's we're going back because you need to refine the way that you are doing things. You need to enhance the way that you're doing things. Right? Just because you ran this last year doesn't mean that you should run it the same this year because you've literally changed like you yourself has changed. You've changed so much. And so you're not going to have as many people in this program because you are in a phase where you actually need to refine your leadership. You need to refine your teaching. You need to refine um, your wisdom and bring that into your business so that you are enhancing everything moving forward and not just running things the way that you've always ran things. Or you know last last quarter you made this much this quarter you're not looking like you're on par to be ahead of that much why what's going on with your like how can we actually take this time to strengthen your leadership versus doing things the way that you've always done things so there's been a massive you know opportunity for me in my life this year to really look at where where am i not fully bringing every single piece of my wisdom into what it is that I am doing. And then how can I be continuously not only up-leveling my work behind the scenes, but also up leveling my work, you know, in my business, with my clients, with my programs, with my masterminds, with everything. So that's been one of the the big ones that have has continuously come up this year that I'm super grateful for.
0: Mm, thank you for sharing that. And the road trip analogy, I, I, that's actually something I've talked about too, is the, the idea that the destination is where we're meant to be. And I think a lot of people make it wrong, make the flat tire wrong or make the, you know, the lower quarter mean that there's something has gone wrong. And really that's part of the journey. Like the journey gets to be the flat tires and the growth through that. And the you know, you learning how to change the flat tire and also the, you know, the beach detours, right. The, the Spotify playlist, the laughs along the way. And that's all part of, of course, the, you know, the destination and the vacation at the end is beautiful, but also the journey on the way there is, is all such a big part
1: of it. Right. A hundred percent. And often we're not looking at that, you know, it's like, no, I got to go on this road trip just to get there. Mm -hmm. And like you said, I I really believe that the journey, the journey, the road trip determines how freaking epic the destination is going to be. Totally, you know, like the the journey to getting to your first million or six figures or half a million, whatever it is, that journey is going to determine how epic it is when you finally get there. Because I will tell you, I've celebrated a lot of milestones in the last however many years, like. The most incredible milestones that were once a dream, like once, like the, uh, once a dream that I thought were going to take me like ten years. I thought the million was going to literally take me ten years to get there, and and silly me, it certainly. I, I didn't know any different at the time. I didn't know anything about anything at the time, so I thought it was going to take ten years. And I've celebrated like the most beautiful, beautiful milestones and experiences. And I will, I know for an absolute fact that the milestones that were the most incredible milestones were the ones that I like, I paused in the journey and the journey was just, I let the journey be the most epic journey of my entire life. And when the moment that the milestone happened, it was like, I don't know, it was like, I climbed Mount Everest and I saw the most beautiful views of the entire world. And the journey, the ones that I've just been like, okay, well, like, it's just a new milestone. It just felt like a new milestone. It was like, yeah, check off the list moving on. And that is not a good place to be. And I see a lot of women there of okay, cool. I'm there, check it off the list and let's move on. And it's that's a sad place to be as an entrepreneur, especially as it relates to money. It's like I've dreamed of this. I put this on the vision board, but I didn't actually enjoy the journey getting here. And so I got there and I was excited for like 25 minutes, and then it was mm-hmm. on to the next thing. And that is such a disservice for ourselves, for for the women that we work with, it's such a disservice. So it's like the journey, let the journey determine how Epic that destination is going to be.
0: Totally. Totally. I, I just have one more little one before we wrap off. Cause I know uh, we're running on time. I, one of the, one of the, Biggest limiting beliefs I find a lot of women run into, and this is, you know, it comes from society. We're socialized to sort of believe this really sneaky belief that when we have more, others have less. And it mm. runs deep for so many women. And, and I, I just to really create for everyone, like you are such an example of you, you know, you mentioned when we started recording that you got into teaching because you wanted to help people, like, and what you do now, you're obviously making a lot more money and you're still helping people and you're able to, you are such an example of you have made more money and your impact has scaled. You are helping more women, more humans, more people. And, and you are also such an expander for what is possible for other women. And so I just want to know, like when you work with clients or even thinking about your own experiences, how have you, how do you think about that? You know, when we have more others have less and, I would just love to have your insights on how women, any women listening sort of feel that, or that might be operating somewhere beneath the surface, how they can think about shifting or dissolving that. Yeah. I
1: love that. You know, I, that was very much me in the beginning of, I felt really guilty. And this was a really, really, really deep, like childhood money story. I felt really guilty that if I was going to make more, number one, I wasn't, I wasn't worthy of it because there were people who needed it more than me which is a really big one for us of like, well, I'm okay. And people like need this. And then, yeah, when I make more people make less and who am I to have more? It was a major, it's a self-worth game. It's a, do I deserve this game? It's a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a big one. It's a really big one. And this story will block you from making more money than you, than you, it'll just, it'll block you right where it is that you're at. And I've watched this, I've worked through this with a lot of my clients of, you know, if I have more than my family will have less, if I have more than, you know, other people will have less. And it's just, it's a, it's a dangerous one to really truly believe. And I know what money is. I know that we print it daily. I know that this, this, this 3d experience, this human experience, there's, I mean, they've like, look at Bitcoin. They just literally created a brand new currency and <laughs> God knows how many other, like there's so many coins out there that they've just literally created new currencies over the past, what, five, 10 years. Um, The reality is that money is abundant. It is a deep belief. And this is one of the beliefs that I worked with in the beginning. It is a deep belief that it is not abundant. It is a deep belief that only certain people can have it and certain people can't have it. It is a deep belief that you might not be deserving of it and that belief was given to you that belief was sold to you and you accepted it as your own when you were probably a teenager simply because you didn't know any different you know we we accept beliefs as our own because we are not living fully in our financial power because we have not remembered and we've not done the work to do that nobody sat us down as a little kid to be like let me teach you about the power of money and what you have the ability to create in this world Nobody that I've ever met had the opportunity to be able to do that. And so it's so important that we realize this whole story that money is not abundant. It's a lie and it was given to us and we accepted it as our own because we didn't know any different and we didn't have a, a conceptual understanding of what money was to ourselves yet. And so in the beginning, I definitely went through and I and I undid this money story and I realized that the richer that one becomes, the richer that we all can become, because we're literally being shown what's possible. That the the wealthier that one p- person in the industry com- becomes, the wealthier that we all get to become, because we're we're shown what's possible. You know, there are billions and billions and billions of people on this planet. There are there's money is infinite. Money is an energy that's completely infinite and it's limitless. And I just believe that it's up to us to f- to fully make that our reality and fully make that our truth and i've seen proof of it i've watched that the, the wealthier that i become the wealthier that my clients become the same industry we're we're all business mentors a lot of my 1 on 1 clients are business mentors and i've watched that as i become wealthier and wealthier and richer and richer and make more and make, make more i've watched them do it as well and i've watched i share my clients on my stories they share me on their stories and i've watched us there's no competition there's just, you become more abundant, I become more abundant. And that's just what I know to be true. It's what I've seen in this industry. I I work with a mentor who is insanely, you have the similar, the same mentor that I've watched that the wealthier that she becomes the wealthier that I become. And it's like, what a cool world that we all live in. So I really believe that it's, that's our work. Cause I I, I truly think as women, we're here to shift the paradigms of wealth and richness on this planet. And we can't be doing that if we are in an idea of scarcity that you become richer and i become poorer we we all have the ability to rise in yeah. richness in wealth together it's that's epic
0: ah oh, so good yeah we rise together it is thank you jen for being you know such an expander for other women you know such an expander for humans of what's possible you know such a leader in the space and and really leading in a different paradigm thank you for everything that you do. It's just so, it's so beautiful to be your friend. It's so beautiful to watch you grow and to be just rising together with
1: you. Oh, well, it's an honor, love. I'm so grateful to, to do this work alongside you and Mm -hmm. to have this conversation with you. I love it so much.
0: Well, I know how expansive this has been for everybody listening and we'll include all of your links in the show notes. Is there anything else you want to share with the listeners before we jump off?
1: honestly it's just that you can do it you know like it's just that you can do it it's that your your current reality with money is a just a it's literally just the way that your mind has been programmed and what you believe to be true and get to the root of it you know get to the the depth of it and your whole life's going to change Thanks to everyone tuning in. It's such a vibe to be with you
0: here every week. And we just dropped the dates for a brand new masterclass I'm over the fucking moon about. Net worth, the simple path to a million plus. Building wealth isn't just about making more money, although we love that, right? It's about what you do with the money you make. Is it staying? Is it growing? Inside of this free training, you'll find the difference between making money and building wealth. You'll see all the places you're losing money, You'll learn all the things the finance industry doesn't want you to know. These things took me years to learn and uncover on my own. You'll learn how to make this happen for yourself and why anyone can do it. We're going to make some money, babies. Get ready and prepare for the most powerful year you've ever had. Just jump into the show notes to RSVP and scoop your spot now.